It is Thursday, April 14th, and you know what that means. It's time for the Perfect Strangers podcast. My name, of course, is Furby Montano, otherwise known as Chubby Elvis, and I want to thank you, as always, for joining me today. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Look, relationships take work. Everybody knows that. And a lot of us will drop anything at the drop of a hat to help somebody that they care about. But will you do that for yourself? Now, I know the common answer to that is no, probably not this month, maybe next month. Eventually, I'll do it. Stop all that. BetterHelp wants to help. Look, we constantly strive to make our bodies healthy. We go to the gym, we eat right, we get haircuts, we get massages, we do whatever we can to feel good on the outside. But so many of us neglect the inside, neglect our mental health, which is just as important. And that's exactly what BetterHelp is here to do. They are here to put an end to the stigma behind therapy and to help you achieve your mental health goals. And the best part is you can do it right from the comfort of your own home. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with a licensed therapist in your area. So if you're uncomfortable talking to someone on camera, you don't have to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you will be matched with a licensed therapist in under 48 hours. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp therapy online. And right now, PSP listeners can get 10% off their first month of BetterHelp by using BetterHelp.com slash PSP. That is BetterHelp.com slash PSP. Do it! All right, so today, a little different episode. So when I started this whole podcast, this whole series, it was to get to know people that I only had interactions with online. Now, to me, that constitutes one form of a stranger but I think there are many many different ways that the word stranger can be interpreted because some people put that as you've never actually physically met the person and I don't think that necessarily constitutes what a stranger is now with social media we're able to keep up with people that we may have known way earlier in our lives that we haven't seen in a very long time but in all honesty they're very much strangers to us because we only see the online personality and unless you're talking to that person on a consistent basis you really don't know them and that's exactly what today's episode is about so today i have on the show a gentleman by the name of mundo cario now mundo is a journalist by trade he is also the host of the crime and court usa podcast And Mundo, when I was in high school, was honestly one of my best friends. Me and him hung out all the time. We played football together. Me and him were always in the same circles. We were always hanging out. We were very, very good friends. And like a lot of high school friendships, once we graduated, we really lost touch with each other. I haven't seen Mundo in well over a decade at this point. Now, there was no falling out. There was no ill intent. There was nothing that sort of forced us to be apart. It's just, you know, circumstance and time and you know, just like everything, our our lives tend to move forward and that person is no longer as big a part as they once were. Having said that, I love Mundo to death. He's still someone that I consider a friend of mine, but we don't really know each other as adults. The last consistent interaction that me and him had, we were 17, 18 years old. So what you're going to see here is my interpretation of what a stranger could be because mine and his interactions have really only been through social media since 
2008, 2009, somewhere around there. Now, when me and Mundo talk, there's a lot of reminiscing, but there's a lot of trying to catch up and see what we've been doing with our lives in the past, you know, 10 to 15 years. And it was so cool to actually sit down, see someone face to face, mind you, it's over Zoom, but see someone face to face that I haven't talked to in years. And quite honestly, me and Mundo, it just sort of came back. We were two people that really click. And like I said, I, I still consider him a friend of mine. So um, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I just am going to let you listen. Please check out Mundo's podcast, Crime in Court USA. It's a lot of fun. He does deep dives on a lot of really big cases and a lot of really big crimes that happen in the U.S. And it's a very cool listen. So I highly recommend you listening to it. I'm going to go ahead and link it below. And yeah, everyone, please enjoy Mundo Carillo. And thank you again for listening. Dude, okay. So Mundo, it's been what, like... 15 years <laughs> 15 you know what's crazy dude is like i think the last time i ran into you was like at a metal concert at albuquerque do you remember that yeah like we yeah literally bumped into each other at a mosh pit <laughs> yeah we were like dude what's up oh my god it's been like five years and then now it's been another 10 or so sadly yeah yeah it's been a long long time man but um yeah where are you at these days uh orlando florida oh okay yeah so you've, you've been like coast to coast like over the last 10 15 years <laughs> Yeah, man, pretty much. Uh, gone from uh, Las Cruces to L.A. and then just kind of migrated east from there. Stops in Texas and Louisiana along the way. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice, nice. And um, yeah, honestly, dude, when I saw that you had a podcast, I was like, that's perfect. Like, Furby, like, yeah, that that's perfect. Furby, Furby <laughs> should have a podcast. I could totally see that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you started one, man. Good stuff. Thank you, man. You, you too, dude. When I saw that you were doing it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's like perfect for Mundo. Like, I... Yeah. I yeah, especially the the crime and stuff like what you're doing on your podcast. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's like right up his alley, man. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so far so good. It's been fun. How how about you, man? Where where are you at these days? What are you doing these days? Um, I'm actually back in Pecos, New Mexico. So um, yeah. So I got my degree in journalism, and then I actually worked for the Santa Fe New Mexican. That was my first job, and uh, covering sports, and uh, I got laid off, and then I got a job with the Albuquerque Journal. And I worked there for about five years, almost six years. And then I was like, you know, man, like, like I didn't really like start listening to podcasts until like after I graduated from college. I didn't really know what they were or anything. And then oh, you there, Mundo? Fall apart and hey, uh, you know, sorry, I'll, sorry, man. I think I think my internet kind of shorted out. I I got that. Uh, you were starting to listen to podcasts uh, right after college. Okay, I saw you were frozen for a bit, and I was like, yeah. uh, "Can you hear me?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I started listening. I started listening to podcasts, and I was like, "Okay, this is like you know, this is the future, man. Like, this is what people are going to be listening to and stuff." And then, um, as newspapers continued to kind of fall apart, and you know, people were getting laid off, and you know, as they were continuing to get smaller, I was like, "I need to really plan for the future here." And so, um, last February, so almost a year ago, I just decided to quit. I was like, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to start a podcast and, uh, you know, just see where it takes me. And so far, so good. I'm just trying to continue to grow the audience and, uh, you know, get the word out about it. Dude. Absolutely, man. I, I love the podcast, by the way, man, the way that you, your voice is soothing. I don't know if that Thank sounds you. right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. Yeah, man. Uh, no, man, I really dig it. Like, like I said, as soon as I saw you were doing that, I was like, dude, good for him. Cause I knew you were doing the journalism thing. Like I've mm -hmm. followed you on social media, like the whole time. So, um, 
I was like, yeah, man, if he was, he was doing the journalism thing, like this, this show is like right up his alley. Like this is, this is perfect, man. Yeah. 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 And, and you, I see a, dude, your, uh, your TikToks or whatever are freaking hilarious. The one you did on, um, about the, the CTE or whatever, like, oh my God, dude, like that killed me. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so tell me about that. Are you trying to get into, you know, being like the influencer kind of thing or what's, what's going on there? Not really, man. Um, I mean, that's that, I mean, that's not really what I'm trying for anyway. Um, it's wild to me that people actually want to watch my TikToks because like I'm just being stupid and I'm like there there was no like thought process behind the majority of them it's just like like the CTE one I was like I was watching my bucks had just been eliminated unfortunately bummer sorry Tom Brady wish you could have done it again but um I, I, all I could think about was Chris Collinsworth the whole time like he just sounded <laughs> so dumb the entire time dude and I was like uh I got to do something on that. So that was, that's what spawned that. And like, right. Yeah. But it's honestly, it was just a way to kill time. Um, I had been uh, laid off from my job back in 2019 and um, I, I wasn't really doing anything, man. I was at home, like looking for jobs and that was about it. So I saw this app and I was like, yeah, this is cool. And I just started making like really stupid 15 second videos and it just kind of went from there. So mm -hmm. it wasn't, wasn't really a plan that I had, but. Yeah. Have any of them gone quote unquote viral or anything? Um, there was one that I did uh, back in 2020. Um, it was a girl had done like tell me company secrets and I did a bunch of company secrets that unfortunately were outdated. I didn't know that at the time uh, for Best Buy. And mm -hmm. um, that thing like overnight, it went to like two and a half million views. So I woke up and my phone was wow. like blowing up. And then wow, that's a lot. Yeah, man. And then all of a sudden, like BuzzFeed reached out to me. They were like, we want to use this in promo videos. And actually, they just put it out again in a promo video like last week. So this has been going on for well over a year now. And um, wow. yeah, from that, man, I, I gained probably like 10,000 followers overnight. And then from there, it's just been kind of like I'll have like 100 views, 200 views, 300 views. And then all of a sudden I'll have one or two in a row that'll break a million or two million and uh wow. and they're always like super random ones like i did one where i filmed a sign at disney world where it said think furry thoughts and i thought that was hilarious and like <laughs> it had like two and a half million views it's like what really this one of all of them <laughs> yeah um can you get paid for doing tiktok not much but yeah yeah you do how does that work um, they have like a, a pool that they do per day. So they pay out a certain amount of money to all creators per day, um, called the creator fund. And depending on how many views you got, they pay you a certain amount. Uh, most I've ever gotten in one day is like 25 bucks. Like it's never much, but, right. um, some people make pretty good money on it. So, you know, if I could, if I yeah. could make a, a little bit of a passive income doing that, that would be nice. Yeah. You probably have to get like sponsors and stuff or something to really make a, a full-time job out of it. Honestly, man, I, I, I went that route for a minute. Um, there were a couple of companies that reached out to me and like, I did put them in and I felt so like, so gross doing that. So like like a sellout or yeah, something? Not, not even sellout. It was just one of those things where I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then like, one of them was a water bottle company and I didn't, even, I don't, I have the water bottle like in my cupboard at home. Like, I don't even use it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just felt so weird doing that. And then another one yeah, was, this uh, is the best water bottle in the land and you don't even well, use it. So what I would do, cause they were like, don't make it obvious that it's a, it's a, an ad. So I would like place it behind me on my shelf like that and just have the label facing perfectly like that. Yeah. <laughs> then after a while, I was like, 
Well, then after a while, I was like, ah, fuck it, dude. I'm just going to be like, ah, yes, coldest water. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see what you mean. I can see what you mean. I don't, I don't have any sponsors yet either. And um, yeah, I just feel like it has to be probably someone you have to really stand behind. Because otherwise, I, I could see you, or me anyways, like feeling gross about it. Like, I don't want to tell my listeners or my followers, whatever, about this product that I don't know anything about. And money is money, but yeah. I, I could totally see what you mean by the feeling gross thing. Honestly, what I've started doing with the podcast, um, we're on season two now. Um, I did, the, for the first season, I was sponsored because it was actually something that I had talked with someone about um, from my TikToks. And they were like, yeah, we can get you a sponsorship deals or whatever. It felt weird saying that in the beginning of episodes, like this is brought to you by this mattress company. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't like that. So what I've done for this season is I've asked people who are like small businesses that I know, not even for sponsorships, just like, hey, give me a write-up and I'll put you at the beginning of my show. Like give you a shout out. And that, yeah. that to me has been a much better because what's 20 or 30 bucks, you know, from sponsors when I can help out someone that I know or someone that I enjoy. Yeah. You know it's I mean? like, they're a small business. You're a small business, so to speak. It's like, right. you know, let's, let's lift each other up kind of thing. I respect exactly. that. Exactly. So yeah, that's, yeah, man, that's, that's kind of the, the podcast and TikTok thing for me, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, you know, we've, we've known each other since high school. I don't know if we, we've touched on that. We've known each other for a long, long time. Um, long time. Yeah, man. When was the last time you were in Santa Fe? Uh, I was there for the holidays actually uh, for Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. That was the first time I'd been home in four years. Yeah, wow. Four years. Uh, well, for ho- the holidays anyway. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I did go home early on in COVID because I was, uh, I was laid off from my job then and I had a couple of weeks and I hadn't seen my parents in like almost two years at that point. Right. Um, so like in May of 2020, I went home and, you know, wore masks at my parents' house and sat on the other couch and stuff. But um, yeah, man, it, I, don't, I don't really get home that often, unfortunately, not as much as I yeah. would like to. Um, it's a little easier now working from home. Uh, now I can, you know, just pick up and work from home. But um, when I had to go in an office, it wasn't, wasn't as easy. Mm-hmm. How do you like Florida? It's it's cool. Um, it's uh, <laughs> we're, we're here because my uh, my fiance's parents live here, and um, okay. we were living in Austin, and Austin just got so insane, man, so insanely expensive. Like um, we had a two bedroom. It was it was nice, but it wasn't anything. You know, we were paying like almost twenty five hundred dollars a month for a two bedroom. Wow. Like, it was it was crazy. Like we were just yeah. like, well, we could do that, or we could move. To to florida and buy a house and you know pay less than a mortgage so did you buy a house um, yeah yeah we bought our house uh nice. just december of uh 2020 nice so, yeah we've been here a little over a year cool yeah. cool so are, are you planning on staying in florida for a while then is that the, is that the little probably the, the furby nest <laughs> Pro- probably man um it, it's been a nice place to kind of just chill out um you know, it's good weather, which is always nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Disney's right there. Having her family here is, is cool because she's from Florida. Um, her parents live like 10 minutes up the road from us. Um, so I haven't had family around in years. So that's been really nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not not my ideal place, not where I would have chosen to to spend the rest of my life, but I could have done much worse. That's for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've still never left New Mexico. <laughs> so you, yeah, you have that on me. So you're you're back in Pecos now. How how long have you been back in Pecos? Um, for about uh, six months. I think I moved here in August. And, and the reason I did was because again I, I started the 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 podcast on savings and stuff. So I I came back here to have low rent, 
Um, sure. while I build a business up and then I, I want to move back to a city. It's, I mean, these, these mountains are beautiful, man. You know what I mean? But they're driving me crazy. Like I, <laughs> I, I like cities and I want to go back to a city. Um, Albuquerque, Denver, something like that would be nice. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just here to save some money while I get the podcast going and then, uh, hopefully I'll move. Um, so let me ask like, what is, what has been your favorite city to live in so far? Cause you have like, those are like oh. major cities you've lived in, like cultural major cities. So, right. So. You know, my, my answer is probably going to surprise you. I actually really enjoyed living in Las Cruces. Um, really? Yeah, man. Las Cruces was a really cool city. It was, uh, it was far enough from Santa Fe to where the culture wasn't the same, but it still felt like home. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I was also really young when I lived there. I was 18, 19 years old. So you have your friends around and all of that. that. That also helped. But Las Cruces was just a, a very interesting city, man. Like I, I really dug the culture there. I dug the people there. Um, it was it was very close to Mexico, which I love going to Mexico. Um, you know, before it got dangerous right. in the late two thousands. But right. um, now, Las Cruces would probably be my favorite. But uh, outside of New Mexico, I would probably say Austin. I, I really loved living in Austin. Um, yeah, you know, just one of those cities, man, where people just kind of let you be you, which was nice until yeah, until very recently. Um, it's not really like that anymore. But right. um, yeah, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that is surprising. That is, I thought you would say uh, maybe uh, Austin or New Orleans or something like that. But uh, that's cool. That's cool. I, n- I never really was impressed by Cruces. I was like, you guys have like one bar here. Like, what, what is going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think it was also just I'm stuck in a time when I go there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So like mentally, that was a very fun time for me. So I associate it with those times, not necessarily the city. I'm sure if I lived there now, it'd be a very different experience. But right, you know. right. And how was LA? I know you went out there to uh, go to the Musicians Institute. So, yeah, man. Uh, that was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, LA was cool, man. Um, I I I was at school the majority of the time, so I didn't really. Um, I I mean, I did stuff in LA, but I was in school usually like twelve or sixteen hours a day, so uh, I, I didn't do a whole as much as I probably would have liked to. Um, it was fun. It was a it was an interesting city. Um, not very uh, chubby guy friendly, if you will. <laughs> mm, yes, so, uh, yes, yes, yes. A, a lot of uh, kale and <laughs> healthy food. That's funny. I was just thinking about that the other day. I, I was in LA, LA a few years ago, and I stumbled into like some restaurant. Like, just want to cr- grab a quick bite to eat downtown. And it was like all like organic and like mm-hmm. locally sourced. And, <laughs> yeah, all that kind of stuff. Trying to find a decent slice of pizza with like actual cheese was near impossible there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, LA was fun, man. Um, you know, once school was over, I definitely wanted to move. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was fun while I was there. Um, made a lot of good friends there, and yeah, it was it was a fun city, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I've never been a, the biggest fan of LA. For me, it's just, it's too big. It's like smoggy. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's just never never really uh, you know impressed me. I love San Diego though. I, I love like Southern California, but LA was just like mm, I don't know. Yeah, but I just, it was just. My sister actually lives in San Diego. She loves it out there, man. Oh, she's in San Diego now? Uh, not Jade, my, my younger sister, Amanda. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my sister Jade actually lives in Phoenix now. So. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> nice. I love San Diego. If I, could, if I could live anywhere, it would be San Diego, but it's it's also ridiculous out there as far as home prices, apartment prices, yeah. stuff like that. So I don't think it's going to happen, but <laughs> I would love for it to happen. Hey, man. I mean, I know a lot of people who, who live there and... I mean, it's cheaper than LA, so I guess that's why a lot of people right. 
San Diego is cheap, man. <laughs> cheap, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> so how how long were you in uh in Albuquerque for? Um, well, not very long actually. I um I got a job at the Journal North, which is in Santa Fe. So I was actually oh, living in Santa Fe for a long, long time for about seven, eight years, something like that. So I was, and then I got a job um at the at the main office in Albuquerque in like right when the pandemic started. I think like April 2020, and then. I left in February 2021. So I was I was in Albuquerque like less than a year. Okay. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. During the pandemic, so I was home. Yeah, either way. But uh yeah, no, I was doing journalism in Santa Fe actually for for a long, long time. Who uh who did you work with at the uh at the New Mexican? Because I actually worked there too, uh right out of high school. <laughs> uh in the sports department, it was James Barone and Will Weber. Okay. It yeah, was... I, I worked with James Barone. Um what was his name? It was uh rob dean was he still there rob yeah he was the editor yeah, yeah rest yeah rest in peace he passed away a few years ago oh i didn't hear that no yeah 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 and um he was actually he was he's the dad of a uh, peter dean who had peter dean, high yeah. School. yeah 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 man mm-hmm. yeah yeah and um yeah will weber wasn't there i don't believe it. He, he's he's a really good writer and um who else i don't know, was it was poncho morris there there was, there was like they actually had like a full like sports writer section like so, back in the day. So I was there when they uh, so they didn't have that office up off of uh, kind of off of I twenty five at the time they were building it, mm-hmm. and their downtown office they had lost their lease on. Um, so they were at the off of Cerrito. So remember that White Swan Laundry place that's right by Discount Tire, um, kind of by the Indian School. Right, right, right. Yeah, the School for the Deaf. So they were at mm-hmm. the White Swan Laundry facility. Um, nice. inside of theirs where they had all of their offices so um i didn't meet a whole lot of people because they kind of threw it was me and this other guy tom uh we were sports interns quote unquote right and uh they just kind of stuck us in a back room and said here type some shit <laughs> and so how old are you when this happened uh i was right out of high school so i was 18 uh, nice. i might have only been 17 actually <clears throat> That's a good opportunity man but anyways continue sorry <laughs> no 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 they actually hired us to uh help um put together the website because that's when they didn't have a website yet um so we were helping the it guys put together the sports side of the website doing like getting rosters from like st mike's football st mike's basketball whatever um because we were young and we had just been to those schools we still had connections with the coaches so that's why they hired us so we could do that stuff so it was me this guy tom and then there's this other guy, I don't remember his name, but he lasted about a week and then he just stopped showing up. So. <laughs> nice. And, uh, you know, you never want to follow that route and get into journalism? So I did. That's what I actually majored in, um, in Las Cruces. Um, I worked for the Sun News uh, as an intern for about uh, a little over a year. Um, helped cover the New Mexico State football team. Um, helped cover um, Oñate's football team, which I think they called something else now um yeah they're like uh oregon mountain or something oregon like mountain that. that's what it is yeah yeah um help cover their uh sports teams um mostly the the girls sports um but yeah i did that for about a year and a half and then uh unfortunately i decided to stop going to class at new mexico state so uh they, they asked mm-hmm. me not to i think like half the students <laughs> do that there right no, yeah kidding. that's I, I feel like if you don't do that at least for one semester at new mexico state you didn't get the true uh, aggie experience you know <laughs> right right <laughs> but yeah then I, I came back to santa fe at that point and from there just you know life happened but, so was that just this lost interest uh just um you know couldn't t- handle it or what, what was it 
it was a very different world than I thought it was going to be. I, I was convinced I was going to be the next Stephen A. Smith and Jim Rome mm-hmm. back in the day. Right. Yeah. And uh, when it wasn't that, I mean, granted, now I look back and I'm like, dude, what the fuck were you thinking? No. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at 18, in my mind, I'm like, well, if I can't do that, then fuck this. I don't want to do it. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I just kind of got discouraged, yeah. you know, being, being a typical. You know, that's a harsh yeah, that's a harsh reality. I think a lot of like young aspiring journalists face. Cause when I got into it, I was like, um, you know, I'm going to write for sports illustrated, yeah. you know, I want to be, I want to be a top dog too. And then, you know, a few years in, you realize like, oh, there's no way, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, there's no way I'm going to make it to that level. So, you know, I think that is a hard pill to swallow for, for a lot of young uh, reporters and stuff, yeah. but it seems like you did it for a while. I mean, at the New Mexican and then a year and a half at, at the news, I mean, yeah. certainly you had the experience, but um, it's just something about it that was just like, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to be make it to the top and I'm, you know, therefore I'm not going to go for it anymore. I think what it was is at the time blogging was really big. Um, so I started blogging. I started a sports blog and I was like, well, this is a better way because this is the future and newspapers are dying. That's, that was my thought process at the time. Um, so I kind of decided to start focusing on that. And that's when I lost interest in school. Um, then from okay. there, music and stuff like that kind of took over as opposed to journalism but um, yeah and do you have a degree now uh, i do uh, i went back i actually didn't get my degree until 2019 yeah 2019 um from arizona state uh online stuff so and i have a degree in entrepreneurship so. that's awesome man way, way to go thanks man yeah took me a long time my my fiance uh kind of put my my feet to the fire We're like hey you, you know i'm going to a law degree you should probably you know go back to school too so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good for her. Good for you. That's that's awesome. It's never. It really is never too late. I mean, no, no, not at all. Yeah. I honestly, I'm happy I did it later in life because um, I I was actually able to take it seriously then. Like I was mentally there where I could be like, okay, I can be a student and actually focus on this and give it like my full attention as opposed to at 18 I had you know friends and parties and a new city and all of that stuff yeah. to go along with class class you know right yeah so uh did you uh i assume you majored in journalism correct oh yeah 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 definitely so yeah, um yeah. How, how did how did you get i didn't even know you were into that until like i saw you were working for the new mexicans i was like hey, <laughs> how'd you Funny like story. get into that and stuff so. i uh, actually started college majoring in electrical engineering Okay. Uh, which is a nightmare. <laughs> so I did that for like, honestly, like a few years. And I was like, wait a minute, this sucks. Like, I'm, I'm so tired of, uh, you know, staying up till 3am working on one math problem or whatever the hell I was doing, you know, so I was just stressing, like journalism was always plan B. But, you know, for the thing about journalism, at least to me, it's like, it always felt like something that you can't do. Like, it's something people do in the movies, right? Like, right. it's not like a real job people get. So I never thought I could do it, mm-hmm. you know, and then I used to read the school paper, the, the Daily Lobo, and like not not to be a dickhead or anything, but I was like, I could do better than these guys. Yeah, I should I'm just better. give journalism a shot. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, I could I, I could pray, you know. And um, so I did. I, I straight up just changed my major, um, and just everything just went from there. I uh, really excelled at it, so I should have just done it in the first place. But <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I did a complete one eighty, and um, I'm I'm glad I did because it's it was really uh, what I was supposed to do for sure. Yeah, but and I, I've read your articles. I've I've seen your stuff. You're really good. So for what it's worth, good move. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. No, writing's awesome, man. I really, I mean, I don't do it much anymore because you know I do podcasting now. But I re- like I love writing, dude. Like I love writing. 
That's like one of my things. Like if I'm, yeah, if I'm like, you know, if I'm just sneaking my thoughts out, whatever, I just, I just write, I like write all the time. So yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad I got to make a living doing that for a while. And um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of how that went. Just kind of just fell back asswards into it. <laughs> well, I think like doing a podcast is very similar because uh, you have to do at least some research, uh, especially on yours. You have to do a shit ton of research. I and do then, a shit ton of research. And um, I, I do, right? Like I have like the whole episode is like written out, right? Like I basically have a script that I kind of mostly follow like verbatim. Um, so yeah, it is a lot of writing and a lot of research. It is basically almost the same. It really is. But it's not like I really get to flex those writing chops like I used to. You know what I mean? Right. Now you get to flex the verbal chops, man. The, the verbal <laughs> chops, which I'm, I'm so glad that people, uh, like I, I get a lot of feedback that people say I have a nice voice and stuff. Like when I first started doing it, I was like, my voice is horrible. Like no one's going to want, it. you know, you just have that like imposter syndrome or whatever when you're kind oh, of yeah. starting something new. And I was like, Ugh, this is, this is a horrible podcast, but uh, no, people, people were uh, very positive about it right away. So that's awesome. Dude, my fiance really enjoys it. I told her about it. She's, she's into that like genre of stuff. I've never been like crazy about it. Cause, uh, but I enjoy yours and, and a few others, but she loves yours, man. She's like, Oh my God, your friend, Moon is so great. I love his voice. He's so good. So you have that's a fan. Awesome. You have a, yeah. you have two fans in my household at least. So nice. Uh, I love to hear that, man. That's great. Cause um, that's another thing too, about like, cause obviously, as you know, like when you have a podcast, you could, when you, on your podcast, always you could see the, the stats of where people are listening and stuff. Right. And I so said, you can see how there are regular listeners in like certain cities and like that, that's really cool too. Like, complete strangers who you and I don't know are, are listening to our podcast. And, you know, that's awesome. What more, what more could you ask for? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I, I hear you. Mine. I always feel like I always want people to listen. And then my fiance and my mom both told me like, I can't listen to your podcast. And I was like, why? They go, because it feels like I'm eavesdropping on a conversation you're having. And it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. I mean, that's, that's, that's good. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like a natural conversation. That's awesome. So how how did you come up with like the the whole premise for your podcast and and how do you go about building it up and everything? <laughs> uh, so uh, part of the reason too uh, that I left uh, the newspaper game is because I was just so at the time I was just so burnt out on news covering horrible crimes and you know stuff like that I was just so fried. So actually when I started uh, when I left I was going to start a music podcast where okay. we just you know chat about music maybe interview people stuff like that. But, um, you know, as I was going along and de- developing it and stuff, I was like, ah, man, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm a, I'm a news guy. Like, who am I fooling? You know what I mean? Like, sure. I'm lying to myself. So finally, I was just like, you know, you have an expertise in covering crime and the legal system, all that kind of good stuff. So just go with that. And uh, obviously, I've had uh, more expertise covering New Me- in New Mexico news, but I was like, I don't want to limit the audience, like, to just New Mexico. Right? I want to cover... Uh, the whole country. So that's kind of where that came from was just doing what I did at the, in New Mexico at the, at the newspapers, but bringing that up to a national level and uh, just bringing more and more things into it. So that's kind of where it came from was just using my skills uh, to just go to the next step. Okay. That makes sense. Which, uh, which kind of story did you enjoy the most? Which episode did you enjoy doing the most? Oh boy. That's a good question. I don't know. And I, I don't know, honestly, like the ones I enjoy the most are like the ones where I have like the dumbest jokes <laughs> like, Okay, that's fair. in the middle, in the middle. I can't, I can't think of like anything specific, but like, you know, they all kind of blur together to me. Like here's, here's the news that what's going on. But whenever I say, whenever I get real goofy, that's like, I don't know. That's when I just have the most fun, which is weird. Right. Cause like I talk about some horrible stuff, 
on my podcast about like, you know, people dying and children dying and whatnot. Then I'm also talking about how I had diarrhea for a whole week or something like that. So <laughs> I don't know what my show is anymore, dude. dude I, I got to say like podcasts have like, I think like what parents thought Grand Theft Auto was going to do with desensitizing children podcasts <laughs> are actually doing now. Cause like, I'll walk into the room and my fiance has a podcast going and she'll be like, and they found the severed head of, of the victim inside of a box somewhere. And she's like, Hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you listening to right now? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I don't, I don't really, it may become as a shock to people. I don't actually listen to true crime podcasts like at all, but I understand they get pretty gruesome. I feel like that's a better thing to do though. Uh, like just kind of do your own thing because I feel like so often when people follow a genre of podcasts that they listen to often, they tend to start mimicking other shows after a while, even right. if it's like inadvertent. So like me, I noticed like on mine, on my intros, I sound exactly like Joe Rogan going, hello. And I'm like, oh, okay, Jesus Christ. He does that every show. I need to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like You I, know what happens is like, I mean, your influences are going to sneak in there. Like I don't listen to true crime at all, but like the other podcasts I listen to, like I could totally tell like whatever, like they're, uh, I mean, I'm influenced by them, we'll say. So I think, I don't think that's a bad thing, but as long as you kind of still be original, I think yeah, it's fine. I agree, man. So what else, man? What else is new with you? It's been, been so long, man. I feel like, uh, I mean, we missed our whole twenties. So <laughs> together. So. I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> well, let me ask. Uh, so, um, obviously this is, this is kind of a break in the format, right? Cause your podcast is perfect strangers, but we're not strangers so much. How did your podcast come about? And you know, how, how's that been going? So the reason why I wanted you to be on this season, I wanted to go a little different. Um, because I feel like we can't, we're not strangers in the fact that we know each other and we know each other from mm -hmm. the past, but we don't really know each other. It's, you know, 33, 34 year old men. So we True. really don't. So in a way we are strangers, even though we know each other. Um, this came about, I've met a ton of people on TikTok. Like that, that's kind of like where my thing is, right? Like I, I really enjoy TikTok. That's the first time I really enjoyed like social media and interacting with people. And I met so many people through that app, just commenting on videos, liking videos, direct messaging. And I was like, dude, I don't know any of these people. Like as people, I would love to get to know them. So the original thought for this was going to be me and one other person we're going to start this show and literally form a friendship where we only interact in the podcast. We don't text, we don't DM, nothing. We just interact on the podcast. That's it. Um, unfortunately, she wasn't able to commit to it long-term. So we did two episodes and she dropped out. Um, so I was just like, dude, I can just do this with a bunch of people that I've met through social media. Like that's, that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been cool, man. It's been interesting. Like I've, I've met people who, like have have from all all walks of life man like i met a guy who used to work for amazon and told me like the fucked up stories being an amazon driver uh, i met a guy who is a professional wrestler that i had no idea because he makes air fryer videos like on youtube and he was like yeah i'm a professional wrestler and i mean going on a reality show um another friend of mine uh she was just on a gordon ramsay show um the one that's on right now um, who knows there's he has so many yeah, and like that's yeah, one of his fifty-three reality shows is on <laughs> right now. But <clears throat> no, man, I've just I, I've met I've met people who are like headhunters for jobs. I've met people who are musicians. I've met people who have podcasts like you. I've met actresses, actors, um, 
people who like one girl she was in uh the patriots um when they won the super bowl she was in a commercial for them for the duck boats where she was like saying she had number one itis like her finger stayed this way because the patriots <laughs> win so much like it was one of the funniest right. things i've ever seen in my life so it, it's been really cool i actually met um a cousin of mine from albuquerque who i had never met before um, we found each other on 23 and me and i was like hey perfect time to actually have a conversation oh God. With her. was it like was it like the spider-man meme you guys like look exactly hey. the same thing in it. <laughs> that one was cool though man because we like we found out we have so much shit in common we had never met before like so much in common both of like musicians and we both kind of like the same shit growing up we talked very similarly and like we had no each other yeah no idea we existed to each other you know so, yeah it's been, it's been a lot of fun man this is uh yeah, it's it's been a it's been a cool cool experience. I'm happy to to be able to do it. Yeah, how do you think uh, you've been doing so far as a podcaster? I mean, this is this is your first podcast, right? So how's it been going for you? So this is actually my second one. Um, I did one oh. with my I did one with my younger sister. Uh, she's actually my stepsister, but we've been step siblings for like 15 years. Um, mm-hmm. So shout out! It's called Blended and Merged. Um, if you want to listen to it, um, what's it called? Blended and Merged. <clears throat> But uh, we we had a podcast that was dedicated to uh, blended families. So people who okay. got into families like when they're a little older, because uh, I didn't meet her until I was already like 15 or 16. Um, yeah. And just talking about like the different struggles we've had or, you know, fun things we've had being a family that didn't necessarily grow up together the whole time, you know. Wow, that's an interesting concept. Like, because that's your sister, but you didn't meet her till you were 15. Like that... Yeah. You know, that's a strange, um, I don't want to say strange, but that's, that's interesting how, how that works. And now I'm sure you guys now are family, like she's oh, yeah. you're just your sister now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't even think stepsister anymore. Do you? Like she, she's my sister. Like if, if my mom and her dad were to, to decide not to be together anymore, she would still be my sister. Like doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, yeah, that one was cool too. Just cause uh, me and her don't talk, um, nearly as much as I would like to, um, so that was a cool way for us to kind of bullshit and reminisce and catch up with each other um, all while, you know, putting stuff out there. So not a lot of people listen to it, but whatever. <laughs> it was, no, that's, it was that's an interesting concept. How, how many episodes of that did you do? Uh, we did like three or four. We didn't do many. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things, uh, you know, work and, and time kind of got me. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think the average podcast is only like eight or nine episodes or something like that either way. <laughs> may, makes sense. <laughs> yeah everyone just quits but okay so um yeah sorry you were saying that that was your first podcast and then now you're getting into this podcast yeah getting into this one um i tried to do a a virtual podcast on youtube for a little while um yeah that that didn't go very well uh, <laughs> I, I realized that i'm very awkward when i'm on camera and like i'm gonna post it somewhere because i do a lot of like things with my neck and like ticks and stuff and i'm like I look like a crazy person right now, man. Like I look away and like make faces and you know, if I don't have someone I, I like hate, to talk to, you know, I hate being on camera. Like I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I, I was on a TV show once and um, yeah, I just, I, I, when I, when I watched it back, I was just like, I look ugh. like, why, why am I rolling my eyes? Why am I like not looking straight? I don't know. I just, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I haven't heard about this. What TV show were you on? Uh, it was called, it was one of those like true crime, like, you know, those shows they do where like they, they talk about a murder. Oh yeah. yeah. Like they have like a little talking about this. Yeah. 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 I remember you. Yeah. 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 It was just like one of those things like they have like little reenactments or whatever. It's about this triple axe murder in up North uh, or North of Santa Fe, I should say. Um, 
yeah, where the 16 year old kid went and murdered three people in their sleep. It's a freaking crazy case, right? But uh, yeah, so they, they reached out to me because I'd covered the case so much uh, to be on the show. And, you know, they did like the whole sit down interview with me and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, not, not great. I'd rather be behind the camera. <laughs> so what, what was that experience like, man? Because I've never done, I've been on TV before, but never like that. Never where I'm like being interviewed. What was that experience like? Um, it wasn't too bad. It was kind of like this, where just two people talking, except when I got there, like, you know, there's lights and stuff. Like some lady comes and like puts makeup on you. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, then you just sit down and like answer their questions. And that's kind of it. It was pretty easy, honestly. You know, so like the, the one thing that was like the lights and like the makeup were like, kind of like, whoa, but, uh, <laughs> other than that, it was just like a normal conversation. Dude, I love the, I, I love when I see people like makeup artists going to like touch up someone's makeup. Cause that's basically them saying like, okay, that looks like garbage. Hold on better okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but that's that's super yeah. cool though man how how did they like reach out to you how did that whole process uh like get started how, like i because you said you covered the case a little bit so did they just reach out to you randomly about it yeah or? i guess they i guess they just read my articles and just reached out to me that's really cool so, man and you've yeah. had you've had like a really wide array of of uh stories you've covered can you talk like a little more about like your journalism career kind of how you then he started out in sports and you went like way different <laughs> yeah so so again i got laid off but you know i gotta tell you for everyone i don't know if you experienced this doing sport training but i got really bored doing sports like i fucking, did like after dude, it is so boring it's so fucking it boring. is and like it's weird like you think it's your dream job but it's like it gets after that first year it gets super super boring because like you see the same teams playing each other mm-hmm. you know and uh no offense to our young men and women out there but uh covering high school sports and it's not the most exciting thing. And um, so way, I, I want more quarterbacks that can throw like a 30 yard duck than like, you know, guys that can throw a 50 yard bomb with a tight spiral. Like <laughs> do all, all the quarterbacks I was covering they they couldn't even throw, man. Like we were spoiled at St. Mike's at our high school. We had the quarterbacks who could throw these kids yeah. could just run. That's all. That's all I, could I, do. I remember when I was, when I was doing on Yate, they had this quarterback who was five foot four, no shade. If you're short, I don't care. He was, he was was five, four and this kid was fast, man, but they had nobody around him. So basically their whole offense was, Hey, just have him drop back do a bootleg and take off running. There's only so (laughs) many times that I could write. And he ran for a 30 yard game and he ran for 140 yards this game and they lost by 40. (laughs) Yeah. He has more rushing. He has like more rushing yards and passing yards. Dude, I don't think he attempted a pass all season. I'm not even joking. <laughs> they ran a triple option. No, no, no. They they ran a wishbone offense. Excuse me. It was not a triple option. Uh-huh. It was a wishbone offense from back in the day, and they had a wing back on the other ones. They didn't have a wishbone. Uh, it was it was it was rough, man. It was rough watching that season. Very rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I got bored. I, I interrupted you. I that, interrupted hey, you. it's let's just make fun of this kid for five minutes, real quick. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, um, yeah, so I was just getting bored with it and I wanted to change. And I actually applied to, to I actually applied to the journal North where I, where I ended up working. They were hiring for a crime reporter and, um, I guess they never, well, it was a crime reporter slash sports editor. So it would have been like the best of both worlds and they never filled the position. And so I kind of just kept working at the New Mexican, got laid off. And then I was out of work for a few months. And then because of that interview I had, with the journal North, uh, the editor, when, when they actually had an opening for a crime and courts reporter, uh, he called me and was like, Hey, you interested in this? And I was like, hell yeah. Like, can I start tomorrow? And, um, so that's how, I, that's how I got into that. And, um, yeah. Was, and then from there, it was just mostly like, uh, I mean, have you, have you ever done like any kind of cops and courts reporting or anything like that? No, never. 
Yeah, it's just it's all just like reading the police logs, you know, like seeing seeing like where they got called out to the night before, and you know, you know, just seeing just seeing what happened like the night before and stuff, and very basic, uh, you know, just checking what kind of civil suits are getting filed, checking what kind of a you know what big cases are in court, you know, coming up this week or whatever. So I kind of started doing like basic basic stuff, and then as I started getting better, um. I feel like I started doing, <clears throat> excuse me, like more in, investigative work. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, actually right here. <laughs> Got an award for investigative journalism. I don't know if you could see that. Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First place. But uh, Dude, congratulations. Anyways, uh, that's fucking awesome, man. Appreciate that. But um, yeah, so so yeah, that that's kind of how I got down that road. And um. I really like then towards the end and obviously I worked for a daily newspaper. So like the daily news is like the, the most important thing, like whatever's going on that day. But I really loved investigative report. Like I really would prefer to just go away for a long time and then just come back with the story. You know what I mean? Sure. So that was kind of my evolution. I guess going from a sports writer to investigative reporter. <laughs> Dude, I could see you being like a great, like documentary filmmaker. Except that I don't know how to do films, but yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I would like to. I would definitely like to get involved with someone who actually knows what they're doing and then make some make a documentary. That'd be great. Just after hearing your show, though, man, like I, the way that you, I don't even know the right the right term, but just the way you present stories and the way that you talk about things, I can totally see you fitting into that like space really easily. Just just being honest with you, I don't know if anyone's ever told you that, but I I totally yeah. could. Well, thanks. I think about, cause you know, uh, Netflix is based here in New Mexico mm-hmm. and they have all these great documentaries, these docuseries. So I, I would consider pitching something to them. I don't even know how that process would begin or what you do if they would even give me the time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's one positive about living here, but, um, yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. That's, that's something I would be interested in. Absolutely. But again, I don't know anything about filmmaking, so I would, I would have to partner up with someone who does that. Fair enough. How's your brother doing, man? I haven't seen him in Probably as long as I've seen you, Daniel. Yeah, young Daniel. He's a uh, he's in Denver now. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just has like you know a, a nine to five job out in Denver, but he loves it. My, my my youngest brother. I don't know if you ever met him. Uh, he's out in Denver too. So so both of my brothers are out in Denver, and cool, I'm here. Man. I'm the one, I'm the one who stayed closest to home for me. You know what I mean? Hey, it happens. <laughs> no problem. I'm the one who yeah, went yeah. as far as a far away as possible. So it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, you know what? I um. I saw Jade like a few years ago. Did you? Like, like around, yeah, like we were at a at a bar in uh, in Santa Fe. So, uh, yeah, it's been a while. But how's she doing? She's good, man. She's uh, she's kind of like me. She's moved all over the place. Uh, she was in Austin for a little while. She lived in D.C. for a little while. Um, lived in Nashville for a couple of years, and uh, she's been in Denver or excuse me, Phoenix now for a year and a half or so. Um, she's good. She's got a boyfriend out there. Good job. Nine to five job, but you know, a really good job. And yeah, she's doing good. She's doing very well for herself. So I'm really, really proud of her. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so you guys are all spread out. huh? Yeah. Man, your mom loves that. <laughs> well, they all say they stayed on the West, West coast. So they're, they're good. You know, Phoenix and San Diego is easy to get to. Uh, Orlando's a, a little bit of a hike for, for my mom. So. Yeah. Yeah, but of course, dude, you've been a huge Bucks fan ever since I've known you. So now that you're out in Florida, man, do you get to go see your Bucks? Yeah, man, we went to uh, the one game the Bucks got shut out this year on Sunday Night Football. Dude, so that was that was cool. You, 
<laughs> that sucks. But my fiance got it for me for Christmas. She's like, we're going to go see the Bucks at Sunday Night Football. You're finally going to see Brady play. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Then we get there, nine to zero. <laughs> <laughs> already? Like you showed up late and there was already nine zero? Oh, no, no, no. We, we, were, we were there. I'm just saying we finally get there. I'm, oh. in Ray- I'm in Raymond James Stadium for the first time. I'm all pumped. Yeah. And then they throw up a goose egg. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that was cool. Either way, I got to see Tom Brady play and throw an iPad and break it. So that was fun. <laughs> did you see him do that? No, I wish we I wish we did. We could see it on the, the like the screen up top because they were showing it. But yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We were we were blocked by the the camera guy who was like on the the dolly that was going back and forth. So not the dolly, what the hell am I talking about? The tracks that are going back and forth. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. And that's a bummer, dude. <laughs> but no, it was it was fun though, man. It's it was cool. Um when we lived in New Orleans, I actually saw the Bucks play every year I was there. Um okay. the I love my Bucks. I love Raymond James Stadium. Nothing compares to the Superdome, man. Going to a home game at the yeah. Superdome is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they still have a Superdome out there. I know it got just like hit pretty hard during Katrina, but they fixed yeah. it up. Yeah, after Katrina, they uh, did like a whole renovation. So everything in there is basically brand new. Um, looks like just one of the modern stadiums, just, you know, old structure. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a blast. It's loud. People are like, super intense in new orleans and yeah i don't know as much as i didn't like living in new orleans i i oh, you, didn't, you didn't like it no i really didn't <laughs> but i do miss the people and the sense of culture there um right that was cool um now new orleans was a it's a hard city if you're not from there um which i okay. learned very early on so <laughs> yeah everyone i knew who wasn't from there that lived there uh said the same thing like yeah this city's you know that they're it's very clickish uh, if you're not from here so um yeah i mean it's no different than any other small town because new orleans isn't that big um yeah it's, it's just like any other small town if you're from there people are very protective of their cultures and their people and their you know who they are and taking care of their own new orleanians before they let you know some yankee come in even though i'm not a yankee but that's, that's <laughs> some yankee <laughs> uh you know yeah i keep hearing that new orleans is a small town i mean I always picture like a bigger city, but is it is it pretty small? Yeah, it only has in the city about maybe two hundred thousand people. Yeah, that's it's not big at all. Yeah, New Orleans. They it's, got the. It's, it's not much bigger than Albuquerque. Actually, Albuquerque might be a bigger city land wise. Um, New yeah. Orleans is just more condensed in like their downtown area. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not a very big city at all. Like it's not uncommon yeah. to see people you know everywhere you go, just like Santa Fe or really? anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool, man. You know, I haven't seen my my Chargers play since freaking Drew Brees and LT were <laughs> all there. It's been a long time since I've seen yeah. them. How yeah, about Herbert? Got... Herbert, though, man, he's looking good for you guys. Dude, he's looking awesome. He's looking really good. Yeah, I'm very I'm very excited about him. Very excited. If he could just you know stay healthy or whatever. Yeah, I think if the Chargers have win a Super Bowl, which they still haven't won yet, I think it's got to be with this guy, right? I mean. Yeah, oh yeah, right. 100 percent if, if they don't win a Super Bowl with this guy, they're just not gonna do it. <laughs> Phil Rivers, I never got that like that killer instinct vibe from him ever. Um, no, when it was crunch time, he throw a pick. So you yeah. Know. <laughs> I mean the dude, he's a great quarterback. I'm not no no yeah, hate towards yeah, him. Yeah. Like, you know. But I I don't know if it was like, you know, he's like, Yeah, I have more pressure at home because I have 14 kids or whatever, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
I, I mean, I, I always enjoyed watching him play because I like I love when he got mic'd up because he would talk the most. Oh, he talked he talks so much shit. But he I would talk that. he would it. talk shit, but be like he would never like curse. He'd be like, Oh shoot, gosh darn it. Yeah. Why don't you go play go make a play? <laughs> like stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it was great. Yeah, or just talking shit to like the defensive linemen who are like twice his size, like right yeah. before the snap. It's just like, dude, yeah, 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 big old balls, bro. I love it. But <laughs> no, Her- Herbert, no, Herbert, I'm excited about. I think you just keep the core together. Obviously, Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, they have a solid group. It's just, you know, the damn, the damn Chiefs for me, the damn Chiefs, you know? I know, man. You, <laughs> that's how I felt for a while because we were in the same division as Breeze. So I'm like, yeah, this ain't happening for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Not till yeah. Brady got there. Then I was like, maybe, maybe. And then they win a Super Bowl. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. That didn't just happen. What? <laughs> that was a, it was kind of a surprise when Brady went there, right? What was that day like for you? So I, I was a big Jameis Winston fan. So I, it was a little bittersweet for me because I, I really like Jameis Winston. I, I've followed him since Florida State. My fiance is from Tallahassee. So she's a huge Seminoles fan. So I was psyched when the Bucks got him. And yeah, I disappointed as hell with with you know the 30 for 30 season that he had. But uh when they signed Brady, I was super psyched, but I was also like, ah, oh, Jameis is never gonna be on the Bucks again. That's really sad. So I was I was a little like little torn. Um don't get me wrong, I knew Brady was gonna be awesome and I was psyched. Yeah, are you, are you torn about your Super Bowl motherfucker? Like <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wasn't expecting that at all. I, I was yeah, I don't think anyone was. No, I told my fiance when they got him, I was like, maybe like this year, 2021, maybe then, but not, not, not his first year. There's no way. And dude, he, he did it, man. That it was, it was cool. It was, it was fun to watch, man. It was very unexpected, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it was cool, man. How, man. How'd, you, how'd you feel about your charges moving to LA? Here's the thing. It doesn't really affect me very much, right? Because I live over here in New Mexico anyways. But but if you talk to people from San Diego, they are very hurt. Very, very hurt. And I don't know if you've uh, you know, ever been to San Diego during the Chargers heyday or you know when they were there, but there was a bolt on everything. Everyone's car, everyone's mm-hmm. business. You know, they love the Chargers down in San Diego. Well, they loved the Chargers. Now they now they hate them. I mean, they really do. Like they yeah. You know, you bring up the Chargers and they, you know, want to throw up. <laughs> so, so they they hate it. But um, as far as me, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, they're still the, they're still the Chargers. They're still in Southern California. They have a dope stadium now that I want to check out. So, I mean, I heard I heard uh, Qualcomm was basically like falling apart, and that they needed a new stadium anyway. So, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. You know, it'd be nice if they go back to San Diego someday. That's definitely a possibility. They just got to build them a new stadium for sure. I, I think they will at some point. I I, I don't think you can. That team does not belong in LA. Like, no. When they chose the Chargers over the Raiders, I was so confused. Like, what? You, the the Raiders are LA. What? Like, even over the Rams. So the Rams going to the Super Bowl. Good for them. But the Raiders are LA. Like, why? I didn't. I didn't get that at all. I still. Yeah. Like saying the Las Vegas Raiders is still so weird to me. That is weird, huh? Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. That is weird. But. Yeah, and who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? I think it's hard to go against the Rams, man. That that team's pretty stacked. They're stacked, but the, but the the Bengals have so much swagger, though, man. Dude, like I that want Joe Burrow. I mean, I want to see the Bengals win it. I do. I I don't know how. I can't I can't decide either because uh because the Rams I feel like I should root for the Rams because they're our roommates, right? And um <laughs> right. 
But the, but the but the Bengals though, I mean, God, you, you got to love them, man. Like in all the swagger they have, it's just like, damn, dude, like relax. <laughs> so I, honestly, I think I would I would like to see the Bengals pull it off. Honestly, I, I would love to see the Bengals pull it off. Like I I, I cheer for teams. I, I'm a Bucks fan, dude. I cheer for teams like that all the time. You know, but yeah, you got to cheer for the underdog. At the same time, too, though, I'm like, you know, if Matt Stafford wins it, can you really be that mad? All those years nah, in Detroit. See, I'm. I'm not going to be mad if any one of those teams win it because I, I, I would like both of them to win, but that's not possible. So yeah. <laughs> if I had to choose, I would like the Bengals to win. I mean, it hurts if the Rams go and win because then I'm like, they beat the Bucks. But I mean, it, you know, they, they, they're just, they're a great team, man. They are. And McVay, he's yeah. an easy guy to like. And they're just one of those teams, man. Yeah, I would love to see Stafford win one for sure because being, yeah. you know, in Detroit all those years, winning nothing <laughs> he's good he's like one of the best quarterbacks in the league like for sure but he's he was hidden in detroit all those years and now now i think people get to see like okay this guy's actually like a good quarterback oh dude when he got traded to la i was like dude that team is gonna be like i knew they were immediately gonna be a top tier because they they were just yeah. they were literally like him away yeah yeah exactly exactly but we'll see man it's gonna be a good one yeah, yeah, I agree. At least it was not the Chiefs again. That's that's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I thought the Bucks were gonna we were gonna make it, but yeah, not so much. Yeah, Todd Bowles decided to do an all-out blitz on Matt Stafford and <laughs> put a safety one-on-one with Cooper Cup. I was like, no, <sighs> uh, yeah, he's gonna burn you every time. That guy's insane, dude. I love watching that guy play. Him and him and Jamar Chase. I'm so glad they're both in the Super Bowl. Yeah. They're like they're the, they're the they're the funnest receivers to watch for sure. Yeah, I agree, man. Then Odell, yes. I like I like Odell too. You know, He's, yeah. We were just talking about how sports were boring, and here we go. That's the thing. When you're talking about sports, it's awesome. When you're writing about sports, you have to cite the stats, right? That's what people want to hear is the stats, and and yeah, it gets old. It gets really old. Well, for me, it was just it gets boring because it's just watching the same thing. It's well, it's watching games all the time, like watching kids you know play soccer or play basketball just, that's yeah. that's what got boring for me is just, there were no there are no stakes here you know what i mean like none of this matters although to the parents and to the coaches it matters honestly ferb i should just throw this out there like i um like i've talked to people who have suffered horrible losses who have you know been accused of horrible crimes and like all this kind of stuff right but no one is more sensitive than an athlete's parent or a coach like no one is more sensitive dude like oh my god like I just interviewed someone who freaking had a loved one die yesterday. Well, go ahead and cry about your little football game. Ah, sorry. I had to go on a little rant there. <laughs> no, no, man. That absolutely. No, I, I completely get it. I've, I've never had to interview people after they've been in those circumstances, but I can totally imagine what. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, they're the worst man. I'll tell you, that's another thing I didn't like about sports, right? We just like, the athletes, the parents, the coaches, even like everyone was just like, after a loss, like everyone, people act like, you know, their whole family died. It's just like, dude, come on. Oh, and we're just talking about talking about stats here. I think about how like upset I would get in high school and we'd lose like a football game. Like I think yeah, about how yeah. much it would affect me for like the whole week. And now I think back, I'm like, who fuck cares, dude? Yeah. And I remember that too. Like I would get super pissed too, but it's like, are you gonna be a jerk to the reporter afterwards? You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. you're probably not. Like that's that's what I'm saying. So yeah, it makes sense. Know. Yeah, but yeah, no, sports sports are fun to, to watch and talk about, like you said. But yeah, co- covering them got really boring. And for you, like, what was it that got super boring? Just like the same repetitiveness about it? That, and then I wanted to write. 
I wanted to write more what I wanted to write, not necessarily what I was told to write. Um, yeah. And I was also doing um, stuff for, for websites. I wasn't doing for actual print. So the problem was at the time, um, the two websites for the New Mexican and for the, the Sun News, they didn't have the bandwidth to support a full story. So I was basically writing blurbs for a year and a half oh, or two years. That sounds primitive as hell, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it, was, it was basically just me saying like, here's what happened. Here were the stats. Here's their records. That's it. Yeah, so, that's no fun. Yeah, no, yeah. So I couldn't like that. Sometimes I couldn't even like mention names. I would just have to say, "Here are the two teams that played. Here's what happened. Game. That's it." Like, it just got to be like way too mind-numbing. It just felt like busy work after a while. Wow, 2006 internet, huh? Jesus. Yeah. Couldn't handle anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we we had MySpace in 2006. Man, you can't throw up more than a blurb. I know, man. We had we had MySpace. I could I could post a whole bulletin, fucking shouting out to my crush, even though they don't they don't know they're my crush yet. And I'm like, Haha, you have to guess who it is. MySpace, MySpace was that was that was that was where it was at, man. Dude, speaking of which, and I know you brought this up on a, on a previous podcast, but you were the first kid in school to have a sidekick, and so we were all, we were all <laughs> using your sidekick to check I our remember, MySpace. Man. I remember <laughs> that was cool. That was awesome. I remember, uh, um, shout out to Christina Gonzalez, if you're listening. <laughs> shout out, I guess. Or I don't, I don't know her name, her last name now, but back then, Christina Gonzalez, she would be like, yo, yo, first period, can I use your phone to check the space? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And then she would literally just fucking take my phone with her for the rest of the day. <laughs> and I couldn't track her down because I was my only class with her. And then at the end of the day, she'd be like, here you go, thanks. And my battery would be dead. So after a while, I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then there was me. Like, I thought she was super hot. So I was like, yeah, of course oh, yeah. you can. You know, of course you can. Take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember, I remember that. Like, you being like, you being the guy with the phone, you know, who could check the MySpace. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I was back when, like, people barely had, like, cameras on their phone. Oh, yeah. That thing had a, uh, like, I think it was like a half a megapixel camera or some shit. <laughs> Half a megapixel. <laughs> yeah, it's like blo- everything's just blocky. Like if oh, you're not like right here taking the picture, yeah, it's coming in. You're, you're not seeing any features in your face at all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, um, so who else have you talked to from high school? Man, you keep in touch with anyone? <sighs> really? The only person is Matt. Matt B. Hill. That's about it. Um, oh, snap. I haven't talked to him in forever, man. How's he doing? He's good, man. Me and him are still best friends, man. Been best friends since eighth grade, seventh grade. Um, yeah, we talk a couple times a week, and I'm getting married in October. He's my best man, so nice. Yeah, he's, Congratulations! Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't really talk to anyone. Um, at least not consistently. Um, do I? Yeah. Actually, not, now I don't want to be a, sound like a dick if I do talk. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure I, the audience love us talking about like our specific high school friends. <laughs> nah, <laughs> what are you guys yeah. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, man? Do you keep up with anyone? uh adam ellery yeah yeah oh, him and right. i are still really good friends that's right you guys became pretty good friends at unm right yeah yeah yeah. and um so i was in his wedding too and um yeah him and i are really close uh still talk to adam strammel every once in a while dude he's balling he's really? balling he lives up in hyde park yeah like like a badass view overlooking the mountains in the whole city he's balling dude he's good balling him, so I'm very, very proud of him good for him yeah man. um 
every once in a while, like when when we're hanging out, uh, Nick Nick Dormy will roll through. Okay, <laughs> I, I freaking love that guy, dude. That guy is freaking classic. I haven't seen. He's him He's still years, the same. Man. I haven't still seen the him same in years. guy, man. Still all him. about the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I want to say, like you know, he's uh, he's from Tezuka Pueblo. He's he's a Native American, and uh, man, he's he's just all about it, man. He's still all about it. So yeah, you got you got to respect that about him, man. Good for him, man. I, I saw him last uh, when I was living in Santa Fe. Still, uh, he popped into Best Buy when I was working there, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, we had, we had lunch and you know bullshit, and I haven't seen him since. Um, yeah, the good guy, man. That's, that's good crazy. dude, man. Yeah, so basically that's kind of it. Just those really just the atoms. <laughs> really, you know, after high school, like everyone just kind of, you know, dispersed. You know, we all think like senior year, we're all getting tight and stuff. Like, oh, we're going to be friends forever. Then all of a sudden, you know, graduation day hits and everyone just goes their separate ways, man. That's how it goes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. High school's funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> high school is funny. Yeah, you know what's weird? I still have like dreams where I'm in high school. Like it's, it's, and like, and like, I wake up and like, damn, I need to go to school. Wait, what? Like, you know, you know, like that, that split second when you wake up, like you're still in your dream. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird. I still like, that's like every, every once in a while, I'll still have a dream of like where, where I'm at St. Mike's still. And I'll wake up thinking I need to get to school. It's so weird. So, it's so I, weird, but. I never have St. Mike's dreams, but I do have dreams with uh, coach Fernandez. With Fernandez. That's, I got to hear about this. Well, so <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a recurring dream. It's usually when I'm sick and it's usually him yelling at me. From like, like he used right. to, you're like, get going or whatever when we're in football. And uh, I don't even know what the hell he's yelling at or what, but I'm always like, get the fuck away from me. And like trying to get away from him. So he's like the bad guy in my fever dreams. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. And then his shirt comes off. Whoa. <laughs> now, sometimes my shirt comes off. So oh, I don't know what that means, but it might mean something. <laughs> Uh, that's funny that's i love how coach fernandez still haunts your nightmares dude because he used to haunt our nightmares back when we were in high school <laughs> that's so funny oh man uh yeah the football team's still doing well he's still there dude which is I crazy I, he's still I, saw coach. That, but I, I watched them uh they were in state this year right they're in the state time yeah yeah I, w- I went up to the game yeah they got they got their butts whooped but they were there I saw. So. yeah I, I i lasted for about a half and then when it hit like 28 to zero i was like uh or 28 seven mm. or whatever it was i was like yeah, yeah. i don't think it's gonna oh happen you're you're were you watching the stream or something? Yeah, I was watching the stream. Okay. Sweet. Uh, no, it's it's cool, man. I'm happy he's still doing it. It's uh he was he was a a young coach full of piss and vinegar with us, so I can <laughs> probably still and um do you remember Martinez? Yeah, yeah, he's coach Martinez? high now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're they're he's kind of turned it around because back when I was covering them at the New Mexican, they they broke the state record for I think they had like 29 straight losses or something like that. Oof. So they were they were just abysmal, dude. And then he comes in and I think they had like a I think they had a winning season this last year. And they had they had a couple of kids sign on for like D2 schools. So he's awesome. he's really turned it around. Yeah, he's really turned it around. And he, he's a good guy. I mean, he was a hard ass during practice. If anyone's gonna haunt my nightmares, it's him. Yeah, honestly. But uh, you know, such a hard ass, but a really good dude too. He he deserves all all of what he's getting. But my lasting memory of Martinez is uh when we lost to Capital our senior year uh, in overtime. Ugh, yeah, that's that's the one where I'm like, I was pissed after that game. Yeah. Well, so anyway, we come back on Monday and we're we're just in helmet and shorts, you know, like we always do every Monday. And uh, he walks up to me, and I don't even, I think I might have, I don't even remember who it was. Um, but he goes, "Get going." Couldn't even fucking go into work today. And I was like, I like kind of turned to him. He goes, "Yeah, I had to call in sick to work today because I was so fucking embarrassed by you guys." <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, damn, bro, it's not that serious. Like, you need to breathe. <laughs> dude, that's what that's exactly what I'm talking about, dude. That's a, a, from a reporter standpoint, that's exactly they, these people take it way too hard. <laughs> I remember even then, man, that's what I was like. I thought that was the biggest thing in the world, right? Like senior year of high school. Yeah. Like yeah. even I was like, bro, chill. it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's, it's okay. We'll, we'll survive. Like, are you yeah, okay? You're, gr- you're a grown man. You relax. You're a man. In <laughs> Coach <his> Martinez. <laughs> if you're listening, Martinez, we love you, bro. <laughs> we love you, Martinez. Thank you for, uh, love you, don't. yeah. Thank you for uh, pushing us. Cause you know, and we, I you, hope you, you I hope, I hope you got that PTO day and it was a blast. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope you got, pay- hope you got paid for that. <laughs> Taking the day off. <laughs> Oh God! <clears throat> well, yeah, I man. I I haven't since my 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 youngest sister graduated. I haven't been to St. Mike's since then. So it's been ten years since I've stepped foot there. Yeah, ten years. Yeah, I mean, it's still probably the same place. Probably. <laughs> you know, there's probably still teachers there that we've that were that taught us. You know, you know how it is. People oh, don't sure. leave that school. I they they built like a new building or something i think they may even improve the track i don't even know but i haven't been there in a while either i know there's a lot of people who we went to school with who are teachers there now that's just kind of wild oh yeah i think you're right that is kind of wild huh yeah i I don't (laughs) i don't know why i was i was on someone's like facebook or something and i saw they were a teacher at saint mike's so i was like huh i wonder who else so i went to like the faculty thing and i was like oh my god there's like 10 people that i went to high school with that are teaching now like that's fucking crazy man yeah, yeah. What a trip. Yeah, that school draws a lot of people back, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a cool little sense of community, St. Mike's. So. Yeah. Honestly, dude, like I don't think I would have been a writer if I didn't go to that school. Like in all honesty. They, they really I really got my ass kicked over there as far as as far as writing goes. And honestly, dude, I don't think I would have the sense of humor that I have if I hadn't gone to school there. Because uh all the Catholic stuff that uh that was that was funny as hell to watch, man. <laughs> yeah. It was all, all the praying we had to do and stuff. I know. I, I I make jokes to my uh, my fiance all the time because she whenever we have kids, she's like, yeah, I want them to go to Catholic school because she went to a Jesuit um, law school, and she was like, this is so great, like there. And I'm like, Jesuit is not Catholic. It's very different. <laughs> like Jesuits yeah. are uh, that's that's a different animal altogether. They pray, but it's not like you're going to hell if you don't pray. They're they're yeah a little more open to shit. So, um, I tell her some of the stuff. Like we didn't have it that bad, but. Still like little quirks, you know. Yeah, I always thought it was weird how like we would pray before history class or whatever. But you know, Catholic school, I get it. Yeah. So, Dan, so you're about to—is your fiance a lawyer? Like, or is yeah. she still trying to go through that process? No, she's. You gonna marry a lawyer, dude? I know, right? Congratulations, man! I got That's her. Awesome. <laughs> she got him. She got can't him, go baby. anywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and once yeah, once you guys get married, she can't break up with you unless she goes to court. So. That's true. You got her, bro. I got her. Uh, what kind of law she want? Uh, she she's a personal injury attorney. She's been practicing for uh, almost four years now uh, with her firm. Dude, that's um, good. That's good stuff. Personal yeah. injury. That's 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 honestly. I think that's the majority of the civil suits I've seen get get filed is is personal. So someone slipping on ice, uneven pavement, oh, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So that that's good stuff to get into. I think that's why she uh, likes true crime so much because she has to deal with so much stressful shit in her job that hearing. You know, someone's head got chopped off and they found their hand in another state. It's really yeah, see, not that traumatic that, to her. Because huh, I would think that now that I know she's a lawyer, that she wouldn't like my podcast or whatever. That they would be like, oh, they have to listen to this now too, or you know. But oh. hey, you're, 
<clears throat> not, a, not at all, man. Not at all. She, so she, I don't know why she, I've never asked her because I'm kind of afraid of the answer, but I don't know why she <laughs> likes so much like true crime and like. That's that's a woman thing, bro. That's, that's <laughs> the women true. just love it. That's true. I guess the, the same way we talk about sports, they talk about murder. Dude, I can, if I could just say this real quick. Yeah. When I, ever since I started the podcast, I've, I've gone. Some chicks are slid into the DMs, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. You follow yeah, up on any of them? Yeah, it's a, a few. But they're like, I don't know, like a couple of them were like, they're far away and stuff. So it's like, I can't really do anything. But yeah, no, it's weird, man. Women love it. <laughs> All right. Go Mundo. Yeah. Proud of you. <laughs> dude, I'm not, again, I, dude, I have nothing to do. It's just, you know, they just love the true crime stuff, I guess. How do, how do those, so I've never had a woman slide into my DM, honestly, never, ever, ever, ever. So how does that Me neither work? until this. <laughs> I'm saying, how do, dude, I know. Are there, are it's there pick, never happened to me either. So do they have like pickup lines like dudes have, like single dudes have? Well, I assume they're single. Sometimes married dudes have lines too, but. Hey. Yeah. Getting, getting, getting hit on by a girl. No, they're just like, Hey, like I see you have a podcast. Like, that's so cool. Like what you, it's <laughs> yeah, just that kind of stuff, you know? And then we keep talking and then, yeah, that's about it. I, and I, haven't, I haven't met any of them yet because like one one of them was like on the East Coast. The other ones, you know, they're all over the place. It turns out uh, not everyone lives in New Mexico, Furby. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, but um, that's, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like five people in New Mexico. But um, yeah, it's weird. Dude. That's never happened to me before. So, yeah, it's weird. That's yeah. And, like, I, I'm, I'm, and, I, and I'm single right now. So it's like, you know, why not? I, I'm, OK, so I'm lying. I did have two women hit my dms uh when that buzzfeed article first came out <laughs> oh oh yeah i knew it. <laughs> one of them one of them was just like hey how's it going saw your best buy video i used to work there too and i was like nope engage delete and then the other one was very straightforward and i thought it was hilarious i even showed it to my fiance because it was uh yeah she was just like hey saw your thing think you're super cute would love to get in the relationship would love to do this like damn yeah and i'm like whoa buddy okay <laughs> damn. that's uh i had to show that to my fiance like hey is this how women act a lot she's like, <laughs> is this how women? no they don't actually <laughs> <laughs> she was just like uh no no that's that's no <laughs> <laughs> yeah man women love women love funny dudes and they love uh, crime apparently yeah, so that's why go. they go after uh, you know serial killer murderers, I guess, or serial yeah. killer murderers, serial killer comedians. <laughs> that would be that would be a good job if you're a serial killer and a comedian. You get all the ladies, man. Dude, I think we just okay. We got to write a screenplay for this. We should. Call, we should call it killing it, killing it, right? Killing hey, audience, killing oh, there we go, man. Damn, damn. No, we shouldn't have said this out loud. God damn it. <laughs> I can edit it. It's cool. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good deal. Well, dude, believe it or not, we're, we're at an hour. Um, we're over an hour. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, man. So, uh, look, dude, I definitely want you to be back on. And uh, I would love to talk to you like outside. I would love to be back on. So how yeah. about that? Yeah, man. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you uh, You're welcome. Do you want to tell people where they can find your show, find you on social media, anything like that? Yes. Uh, podcast, Crime in Court USA. You can find it on all podcast services. You can find me on Twitter at Mundo Carrillo. You can actually find uh, uh, the show's pod, Twitter, uh, Crime and Court. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Sweet, man. Well, Mundo, thank you so much, man. It was like awesome talking to you. It's been forever. Um, 
Really good combo, man. I miss you, bro. You were like one of my best friends in high school, man. I know, man. I miss you you too, man. We moved three hours apart and all of a sudden we don't talk anymore, but it's cool, man. Life happens, but I'm happy we did this, man. Seriously. Next time I'm in New Mexico, I want to grab a beer with you. Let's, let's, Let's keep in touch. Seriously. Yeah, man. And again, I would love to be back on the show, man. Good time. And I, I love the podcast. I love what you're doing. So uh, yeah, congratulations. Thank you, man. And likewise. So, thank you. Th- thank you everyone for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you later.